Welcome to the Barrel Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. All right, Pete, guys. Right, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, guys, welcome back. Happy New Year. Yeah, this is really the first uh, the f- first podcast of 2020. And I'm here today with uh, two of my good friends, uh, John Kim, the ever, ever increasingly famous John Kim, the angry therapist. Well, to all our surprise, the ever increasingly famous John Kim. Do, do you remember when you first came to America, Pete? Who took you in? <laughs> who gave you a bed? Who gave you a bathtub where you could uh, do mud baths and blast Bon Jovi? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Don't don't forget where you where you came from, Pete. I'll never forget. Mud baths and Bon Jovi. That's right. And uh, and uh, Andy Thompson, who is the owner of uh, CrossFit Hollywood, uh, the original. The original, the original LA CrossFit gym, number one, uh, which we're going to get into today. And of course, I'm here with my, my producer, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. What's up, Pete? Good to be hey, back. Man. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. <laughs> the guy that Google stuff. Like yeah, yeah, he's the guy that if we if we get to a point we don't know what we're talking about, he'll go something that's that's oh, the fact. We gotta Google that helium three thing. Fillings, <laughs> helium three, all that fact stuff. Check, fact check, fact check, fact check the helium three because I feel like that's. Possible. Oh, we're also we're also here with Wyatt. Uh, hey Wyatt, he, he's in the background. So if you if you can hear any baby noises, it's his it's yodel, Wyatt. His yodeling. He will no doubt have some uh, interesting stuff to add to the conversation. Probably Always. probably more interesting than what we will. But so yeah, I mean, I I kind of want to start off today with it's the new year, new beginnings, that kind of kind of stuff. And uh, both John and Andy, uh, in their own way, were involved in the start of something new, uh, either like a change in their lives or a change in uh, like an, an industry. And I want to kind of start with Andy. I kind of refer to Andy as the the CrossFit Daddy of LA. Yeah, you like that? that? Yeah, I've heard that. The <laughs> Bill Belichick of CrossFit. I've heard of. Uh, Ooh, yeah, that's good. The Godfather sometimes. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's kind of hokey, but it's kind of fun it's too. Kind of fun. I like I secretly kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, no, yeah, man, it was a it was a kind of a a very scary time. I mean, what we, what year are we talking? Two thousand nine here, or well, no, this is this was two thousand seven is whenever or when I got certified. So we the concept came prior to that. Uh, the concept came to start a CrossFit gym, and I had to get certified to get affiliated. Sure. So it's like okay, that was like the order of operations. So I think that we came up with the concept. I started doing CrossFit in two thousand six. And but you never wanted to be a gym owner. You were you were headed to be a, become a Navy SEAL, correct? Right, that's yeah. right. And so I actually, uh, and I remember you just didn't make it. They kicked you out. Right. Yeah. They they kicked me yeah. out. <laughs> uh, that was a long story on its own. But um, I remember I was in Gold's gym, and this this guy comes up to me. He's like, "Man, are you that dude on that CrossFit website?" And like I thought, I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I was like, "Who? What? What is this website?" But I was curious to know who he was talking about, and like what. What do you, who do you think I am? You know? And so like I went to this website and it had all this, like, it was just a bunch of information. I had no idea what I was looking at. I was scrolling through, couldn't see any pictures of anybody that could resemble me at all, except for Chris Spieler. <laughs> and I was like, wait, it's a blonde guy, shaved head, kind of skinny and lean. I was like, maybe, but I just didn't know. Anyway, they had exercises and demos. And so I just go there and they had like video of these movements Right, and I would go take those to my clients, and I would make them try the individual movements in the park. So you were no, trying, no, no, you were, you no. Echoes gym. At this point, working at Golds. Yeah, yeah. I had I, at this point, I had been training clients in Golds since two thousand and one. I think right. whenever I so like this is two thousand five years later or so, and I was like making these clients do this stuff and. And in the but, beginning, in the beginning, those movements were like cleans. No, it wasn't even cleans. Like I, I, I honestly, I was like. It was overhead squat. Right. It was like a thruster. It was like, you know, uh, you know, whatever it was like, I didn't know exactly what I was looking at other than nobody else was doing this. Yeah. I mean, people forget that we just didn't do that. We didn't used to do that kind of stuff. Nobody, nobody. nobody. I mean, if you saw somebody squat, it was usually like quarter squat. Yeah. You would never see somebody (laughs) do compound movements. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> this is a this is a rose slash intervention. Loving the uh, jigs. Yeah, but say I would make clients do it, and I'm like, wow, my clients are struggling in that. And on top of that, other people were noticing, and so I'd be like, all of a sudden, you, you yeah, it's like all special... co- all trainers are looking for that new right. thing. What's their you know the fancy machine or whatever it was? It's like I felt like I had this like gem 
And I was like, yeah. I'm making these people do these compound movements and they're tough. And it's like, all right, you know, anyway. So I kept going back to the site and then I saw they had a workout of the day and it posted this workout. And then it said post time to comments and it said for time. And it was like, I remember it exactly. It's actually the workout of the day today over at my gym. It's seven rounds of 10 ring dips and 10 sumo deadlift high pull, 95 pounds. And I was like, okay. So I looked up the movements. I was like, I don't have rings. So I was like, I'll just do regular dips. I'm going to go do the movements. And so I timed it and I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't too bad. And finished my arm workout. And then I go back to the, the, the post and I was like, okay, I'm going to post my time. I start scrolling through people are posting like six, seven minutes. I'm over here like 15. I was like, whoa that's fucking cool man yeah. it's like a race like i get it right like, yeah, so i didn't awesome. i was too embarrassed to post my time or whatever but at that time there was like you know a couple hundred people posting it but right. it was like the ogs like spieler was posting josh ever was posting all these like og people and i was like whoa these guys are good you know and i'm over here 15 minutes or whatever so i was like okay so i kept going back to stuff and i make my clients do it and like after four months of doing crossfit they had done seen more results and after like two years of training with me, I was like, okay, everybody needs to be doing this. And so like, yeah, just kind of birthed That's from that. Started. And and from there you left Golds and then you opened your own place straight away? Or no, how I, you in the past? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like I wanted to and so there was buzz. Like I was going to start coaching my clients all at once in the park at the same time. And I was like telling my clients and I remember Golds Gym came and said, hey, we, we're here. You're, you're starting some stuff. We're going to go ahead and let you go. It's because of conflict of interest. And so they kicked me out. And uh, so I was like, wow, well, that made life really easy. Now I have to do this. Right. And so like I was at Pan Pacific Park. I was doing it twice a day, three days a week, 7 a.m., 7 p.m. And I would have to text every single person. Wow, that's amazing. Every single day <laughs> to find out if they were coming and what time they were coming. Yeah. And I remember there was no social media at this time. There was no, I actually looked at my business plan yesterday from 2000. <laughs> And there was nothing. There was absolutely zilch. So it's like I had to individually like, okay. And I'd have to like find out, okay, how many people are coming? What kind of equipment do I have to pack in my little Toyota Scion to bring park right. every single day? So I'd like, I did that at the park until daylight savings. Whenever daylight savings time came around, it was cold. It was dark. I had to bring lanterns. I was like, I got to get a space. And so I ended up, I borrowed you know, up like around eighteen thousand dollars in total from from three different clients, and I spent all that to sign a lease, buy some equipment, and I opened up the, where I'm at right now. And uh, dude, I was scared shitless. I was like, "Well, I'm gonna find out within the first, you know, yeah. two months if this is gonna work or if I'm gonna be moving back to Texas to live with mom." Because like, I'm there was no other gyms around like there was valley crossfit in san bernardino and so and then uh crossfit la in santa monica those were the only two yeah. other gyms i didn't know andy petranic at the time it was over in santa monica and i did go over to san bernardino so i met Mac, mike latch and i took one of his classes just to see what it was how he would run his class and i was like okay i'm just gonna try it i'm just gonna figure it out and we just it was scary scary situation scary time yeah you know i was joking about the the navy thing but i think it adds a layer which makes the story more amazing which is you actually were headed to the seals. yeah the seals and then because of an accident and your bladder rupturing it forced you to then open a gym yeah had yeah. i had that not happened I, I i probably would have never opened the gym right so i got lucky and got discharged and then opened a gym so it, it was a it was a silver lining because i was really upset whenever i yeah, wasn't able to go to seal so the fight was, took charge exactly so it kind of worked out in, in a good way yeah and i think what's special about hollywood is because you you were you're so uh og the all the other gyms that's that kind of uh grew because of hollywood that's what's interesting to me yeah like know, the spread of crossfit and fitness all starting at that la brea location what i think is cool what's fun to me like i like i'll go to those gyms that the, the people used to be the members and they have the same format as how I, I ran it to where right. it's like, okay, like the coaches are more involved and everything like that. And then you go out, out of state. If you go to another CrossFit gym and you show up and it's like, if the warmups written on the board, you're responsible for doing that. You're responsible for showing up and they just, okay, the coaches will 
pointing yeah. or whatever. Gotcha. It's like some of them are good. I don't want to say that for all of them, but a lot of them, you know, sometimes it's a little sketchy and it's interesting what the format was and how it worked out. And like, whenever I go to these places, it's like, all oh, right, it's still a great community all the way around. But so. what I also think, think is interesting about the, you know, how, how CrossFit all started is, is that it brought a different kind of trainee to, to the fold. Like you're an artist, right? Sure. And it brought in like, People who wouldn't normally go to the gym necessarily, mm. it gave them suddenly a. It was more interesting to those types of people. It wasn't mm. just people like bodybuilding. It wasn't just people lifting weights. It was this new kind of like wave of, of of training. You're right. And and you know I don't think that's ever really gone away, which I think is great. And it, it brought like a lot more people into the fold, and you know introduced a lot more people to fitness, you know, in some fashion. Sure. Um, and because it, it wasn't about like. I mean, a certain point is about how much can you lift, but it was more about like, you know, functional fitness and being just moving better and being like more human, whatever that means. But sure. um, I think it, it was more accessible for more people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It was like, it was... And there were no had, mirrors. There were, it was less about what you look like. Right. You know, it was, it was more... It was more about like... Appealing hey, to more people. Yeah, and then on top of that, everybody was doing the same thing. So they're automatically had this like relation. It was like the coaches were doing the exact same thing as the members. Right. And so there was like this level playing field now we're all on the same level versus like you know oh my trainer does something else that is different from what he's telling me to do which kind of creates this hierarchy and this kind of click clicky kind of thing where it's like okay my workouts are better than yours you're not ready for my type of workouts which which was what was great in the beginning and then that's kind of what like led to the problems in the future because then it did evolve to the point where okay now coach is doing a different workout so are the top 10 athletes in the gym. Sure. And they're now separated right. from the general community. Mm. So then there's that, that problem. But yeah, absolutely. I think that that's definitely a valid valid subject. On, the the on crust of CrossFit after it became commercialized. Well, right. I think that after you get to a certain point, like your work capacity gets higher, you yeah. need to do more in order to see more results if you're not if you're ne- it's never getting harder you're never gonna get better yeah right so it's like right. you get it yeah you, yeah yeah and so yeah, i think that that end, end up happening and all the majority of the people on the crossfit gyms in the beginning it was fitness enthusiasts that were looking for crossfit yeah you know what yeah. i mean it sure. wasn't like the general public everybody knows what crossfit is now yeah but in the beginning it was like these diehards they were already jacked right. they were already muscular they were ready to but, test themselves. Yeah, they wanted a challenge. Yeah. yeah exactly. So they yeah. show up. Like you got these guys, everybody in there was ripped. Yeah. Well, everybody in there had muscles. Everybody in there is like there was death metal and gangster rap and it was blood, sweat, yeah. and tears coming from the ceilings. I mean, it was loud. Yeah, but you know, what, you know what CrossFit gave me, and I think this is why CrossFit blew up, it gave the average John a ticket into the quad. You yeah. know, so like for me. Um, you know, I played football, but never played. I was the kid with the whitest uniform. I was athletic. I skated, but I was never an athlete. So CrossFit gave me a ticket into competing with athletes and people like, you know, first string football players. And so that's, that's, that wall being torn down is, I think, what made CrossFit uh, very attractive. There. So what, what attracted it to you, though? What did you, what, what did you see that was like, hey, I want to try that? Um, it was, so I met Andy fresh off a of divorce. And uh, uh, I actually was eating frozen yogurt next to CrossFit Hollywood. <laughs> and then I saw CrossFit Hollywood. I was like, what is this? There's a, it looks like a, a, a adult playground. Not, not that kind of adult playground, but, you know, monkey, <laughs> monkey bars and all. And then I saw this, like, skinny white dude. It's a young guy. And I had my, my first Asian. So skinny? You were, you were very skinny then. No way. But, like, fight club skinny. Jack. Like, 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 ripped. <laughs> um, and I look like a pigeon because I've never done a squat in my life. And then I just like, what is this? And then you showed me. And instantly I was addicted to it because it was very competitive. And I was like, oh, subconsciously, I'm making up for um, high school. I'm making up for not being an athlete. And now I get to actually compete with athletes. And then, you know, even even like the scoreboard, uh, the leaderboard, all your names and all of that. It made me feel like um, I was I was a part of something that was bigger, bigger than myself. It was you and I think Sam, Sam yeah, yeah. showed up at the same yeah. time. and. Yeah. I for sure. I was like Sam. I was like Sam was already pretty fit, but John Kim. I was like, this guy won't last. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever showed you that. Yeah, oh, and then Sam didn't last, and I did. Yeah, that's funny. I uh, got that whitish uniform reference pretty well. I was like, oh yeah, he didn't get in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because it's like, do you remember what you saw? Like, do you remember who was there? Do you remember what time of the day it was? Do you remember like any of that stuff? Whenever you first looked in there. 
Um, I, I remember you. I remember um, Neil. I remember a lot of the the people that you were training in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, but then uh, you know, I remember middle of the day, um, and all the athletes like you, Charlie, JP, David Page, like all of the kind of like uh, the, the 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 people that would come and try to beat each other's scores and do multiple. And then it became almost like this uh, underground. Com- it was like um, cage fighting. But fitness instead, like Fight Club, Fight for- Club, right? And that's and you know put, uh, throwing uh, tires in the alleyway, um, and that's what made me uh, just like get addicted to it. Is coming back to that, mm. getting my ass kicked, coming back again, getting my ass kicked, and then uh, there's something about that that I just thought was uh, I, I I never got in high school or college that I got to experience as a 35 year old going through you know a broken heart. You were 35. Jeez, he was already man, old. I was old. already old, man. He only is now. I was thirty-five when I did my first squat. Wow! My wow. first squat ever. I was thirty-five years old. Wow! Yeah, that's amazing. that's great. Yeah. Wow. So let's let's kind of segue this because this is the start of your journey, right? So, the, the the time that you found CrossFit and you found Annie was the same time that you sort of started becoming this new persona, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know what I mean. I don't know about persona. I just uh, I had a lot of time on my hands. I had no friends. I had no money. I just got a divorce. He still has no friends. I have, I have at least three friends. They're just not in this room. Um, and you know, the thing about Korean parents is, if you're going through a hard time, they just buy you things. So I told my parents that I was going through a divorce, and they wanted to give me their Forerunner. And I was like, I don't need your car. And my mom was like, All right, I'm going to buy you a computer. So they bought me a little white MacBook. And in, on that MacBook, I was like, what am I going to do? And so I, uh, Tumblr was big at the time. So I just created a Tumblr and I called it the Angry Therapist. I thought it was funny. And then I just started to like journal and post it. And I didn't think anyone would read it. I thought it was for me. And then that turned into um, uh, questions. And then I started to post about CrossFit. I started to post about everything I was going through. Um, started writing about love and dating and all that. Uh, so that was happening while I was, uh, you know, so there was an internal transformation happening. So you, you weren't a therapist at that point, right? No, I was on you, my way to becoming one. I was, tra- right, I was in training. You, you were in training. Yeah, yeah. So you were, I remember you were working with kids. Yeah, or, I was working in nonprofit. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to work, work with kids. The universe threw me in there and I was taking them grocery shop. I felt like a camp counselor. Yeah. But uh, I think it's some of the best work I've ever done. And I remember I, I brought them in once. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember you were like, hey, can I bring them in to do this? Because I think it'd be good for them. Yeah. And I, I don't remember if it was like, kids uh, like there was something that was significant about the kids whether they were you know they were orphans or they were they were all addicts they were were all like you know didn't have dads okay and uh they were all in rehab yeah i remember you working for uh, with that but i didn't know i wasn't sure exactly what your role was yeah it was a counselor it was like a social program like teaching them how to go grocery shop yep teach responsibilities teaching responsibilities they were all uh stunted abused um, women all you know sexually abused the girls and, mm-hmm. then, and, the, and the guys all physically or emotionally abused and so um, when I brought them into uh, CrossFit and I showed them fitness in this new way <clears throat> they like flipped for it you know, it reminds me of the class in uh, The Wire and um, right, they have that one class segregated off and they're just trying to teach them how to just be social oh right yeah right. in the basement they yeah yeah so that was really cool man you know looking back the, those were the moments I, I that i really um highlighted and, and loved uh when we were at hollywood uh and working out stuff like that that was like different you know yeah those were those were uh, interesting times it was very it was before any other gyms were around and so it was like there was this different energy around it there was like still this unknown of what was capable what was possible what was it was like everybody was showing up to really put forth everything they had because there was like the games was still in its infancy where it's like 2008 the games happened where anybody could show up right. you just show up and you're going to get to compete right. 2009 they only had these sectionals sectionals which right is, which was at ucla right remember that yeah, yeah. we did it and, and uh and you guys made t-shirts then that, that they like, were upset that, about yeah we got we, we got boycotted <laughs> because of those t-shirts yeah that wasn't that wasn't good i'm sure i i still have mine by the way oh nice yeah we got boycotted because of the shirts um learned a lesson on that one yeah uh, and then shirts that you got boycotted they were for. just bright orange they were just offensive they're, they're, yeah they're, no i i remember what they said okay um but they were bright orange we look like street cones and yeah. Nobody else in the community was wearing like neon anything yet. 
And so it was still kind of like everybody was still wearing like your your Nike. Nobody there were there weren't like you know Rogue wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Uh, there were like the Reebok Metcons weren't or the Nike Metcons weren't a thing. Like none of these yeah. CrossFit specifics were there yet. And so it's like we showed up with these bright neon you know shirts, and on the back it said <laughs> <laughs> it said fitarded. Which was an inside joke, and if you, I mean, it wasn't anything like slanderous yeah. to where we were like m- making fun of anybody who had any sort of disability. It's like first and foremost, it's like my my little brother, right, has Downs, yeah, and like I love that kid to death. Sure. Nobody ever made fun of him. I'm, you know, we we we've had words, but I think what happened was like it was like slang. It was slang. Yeah. It was like man, Locker room you were so fit that you were that it's almost fitarded, fitarded, yeah. And, uh, I think that's great. I, thought it, <laughs> I know we're like, wow, I love it. I know we we well, we loved it. I mean, I think that a lot of people really thought it was funny, but there were some people that did not think the same, and so all of a sudden we just got it. Okay, John. So, um, you know, you, you found CrossFit. You started to kind of reinvent yourself a little bit, or you found a new a new passion, a new drive. How how is that? How did that evolve from that to where you are now? I mean, now you're a published author. You've got two books published. You've got a third one on the way. You know what's that? What's that journey? How how did it go from that to Wait, now? Hold on, Pete. I'm posting something on Instagram real quick. Real quick. <laughs> uh, so, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring this back to um, fitness and uh, evolution and what I got from from CrossFit. So, uh, well, not only CrossFit but just community. Um, so I think through CrossFit, uh, you know, Andy being one of them, um, friends, support, not feeling alone in the world, documenting. Um, that turned into uh, followers, emails, and then sessions. Um, but, but when you say followers, like what kind of people were following you? Like other people in your position, or because um, your, your your fan base is more, more female or more male? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, my fan base is mostly female. I would say thirty to fifty. Um, okay. I think what was interesting was there was this Korean guy who was on his journey. You know, bought a motorcycle, got his first tattoo, you know, found CrossFit, um, but was also a therapist talking about his feelings. Right. And so it wasn't necessarily... It was that openness that Yeah, liked. I don't think it was me. It was kind of this person um, that, that uh, this kind of caricature that I, I created accidentally, although it was honest to me, um, that I think attracted um, women who have uh, maybe um, been in relationships that were toxic, um, I, I, or maybe people who thought... Uh, that this kind of like quote unquote Dr. Phil type of uh, um, uh, self self help therapist kind of person um, wasn't uh, they couldn't relate to that person. So maybe I right. came at a time where uh, me pulling the curtain back and being vulnerable uh, made me kind of uh, relatable and down like street level, and and maybe they thought that was kind of refreshing. Right, right. And from there, that that lets you you know helping these people and becoming a therapist, yep. and then that journey led you. To- to eventually you know becoming an author yep and then um, you were always a writer right you were always writing i was always a writer uh but i never wrote books until i uh you know until i sold one and then even with that i never really thought i was an author and then i sold my second book and it wasn't until seeing one at the airport that uh it shifted something in me and then now i kind of feel like oh, okay i'm actually i am a writer now but it's one of those things that i've always been insecure about and always thought that i was not good at um I being. still have all your self-help and shot glass books. Yeah, you never read any of them, but never. that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> which, which is why, which is why you're at where you're at emotionally. I, ha- I, ha- <laughs> I have them all, and they're all like mm. on my bookshelf in order of release. And I'm like, yeah, it's my buddy. I have no idea what those things say. If but. you look at from the beginning, they have typos. Like the grammar is horrible, and, and now they're all professional with editors. But um, so, so, yeah. So yeah. I guess I mean, where do you kind of see yourself now as a you know, you're kind of in this place where you're you're helping guys with like how, how to. It sounds kind of hokey, but how to be a man in, in modern society, right? How to be, how to have masculine energy, how to have feminine energy, how to how to be around women, all that kind of stuff. But you also still have that huge like female fan base, who are still like, I guess, tuning into you because you are open and because you're vulnerable and all that kind of stuff. So, do you see yourself speaking more to kind of men and trying to help men, or do you see yourself, you know, more speaking to women? helping them understand men or yeah i don't i don't make it my business and first and, and i just also want to say that i don't um um i don't tell men like how they should be that's not 
I don't think that's my, uh, um, that's not my path or, or uh, who am I to tell any man, you know, what, what their definition of man is. It's more about sharing my story and hopefully encouraging men just to look inward and come up with their definitions. Um, I, I try not to make it my business uh, to cater to a certain demographic uh, because then I feel like it's contrived, right? Then, if, right? then I feel like I'm chasing, I'm fishing, I'm trying to create, you know. Uh, instead, I'm just going to keep evolving and, and, and documenting my truth. And then whoever uh, resonates with that will follow and whoever whoever doesn't won't, you know. And I, I, get, I get pushed back from the clinical world because um, I'm doing a lot of things that clinical therapists, you know, aren't supposed to do. Right. Like sleeping with their clients. No, I'm kidding. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Um, like, uh, <laughs> so, so you do or you don't? <laughs> like, he also acts. <laughs> we gotta edit that out because I'm gonna lose my license, but that's okay. It, it, so, knowing Pete, it's gonna start with that. I'm sure <laughs> that's the first. That's the opening quote. Yeah. That's- <laughs> uh, but, but, but in all honesty, I mean, you are, um, you know, the, the mother of your your forthcoming uh, little baby is is a therapist as well, uh, and that must be an interesting dynamic. So, you're both therapists yes. in a relationship. Yes. How, how does that is is that hard? Is that does it make does it make it easier that she's a therapist? Does it make it harder? Does she does she analyze you constantly? Do you analyze her constantly? Um, I think it makes it easier. You know, here's the thing about therapists: uh, just because you're a therapist doesn't mean that you um, practice. Yeah. You know, or that you doesn't mean you've got anything figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that you know, because um, there there are fitness coaches who also uh, don't work out, right? right? And they're all right. so. <laughs> so you know what that <laughs> makes me think about? It makes me think about like people constantly answering questions with another question like right. it's like this battle <laughs> yeah. right right of like right <laughs> i hear what you're saying but why are you asking that yeah it's why almost like right? yeah. psychics right. trying to battle psychically yeah, yeah, yeah. at each other no it's no like, we're, we're just real people i, I do appreciate battling psych. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that she has the education because it does train you to um hold the safe space to not be defensive uh to to actually investigate where things come from so it's like with you and your wife you guys have fitness in common so when you guys have those conversations there's so much knowledge with that because you guys have that you know and i think when we have arguments um we're not throwing chairs it's never an episode of telemundo it's just um us us you know using what we've learned um so in that sense uh yeah it's 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 super healthy and uh you know we're not perfect but it's definitely I would say it's it's one of the 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 the, the smoothest or the most mature or the safest uh, relationships I've ever been in because uh, because we are you know both therapists. I think uh, um, that in itself is probably one of the more valuable assets that anybody could potentially ever have in a relationship. Which is in my what? opinion is what in my opinion the ability to communicate empathetically yeah. mm. like to sure. listen to because somebody before we started and this, try said, to understand them. you said boobs before we started this i did now I, you're changing I, answer i, I really i, I really <laughs> <laughs> you went from boobs before we started now that the mic's on it's emotional intelligence yeah can it can, can be both <laughs> boobs and emotional intelligence. <laughs> i think both are fine i think both i'll allow it yeah. i i agree with that but expand what do you mean uh, well i think that i mean being able to communicate empathetically right yeah i, I think like argument resolution because you yes. are going to have arguments no yes. matter what no matter what but i think a lot of the time like things things get worse and worse just because people don't know how to communicate so it just escalates whereas if you can just be calm and just say okay we both disagree on this like what's the solution right kind of work I, I think out. That, that also on top of that is like being able to listen and then step outside of your own opinion yes. to view it from their opinion. Right, sure. And to be like, okay, look at the issue of why they are having a problem and see, okay, what am I doing? Right. So you're talking about taking ownership and, and you're talking about uh, empathy. You're right. talking about this idea of trying to understand before trying to be understood. And if everyone did that, we, I mean, our, our world would be different. You know. Well, yeah, uh, that's the same thing as being a trainer, right? Because when, when, when a client comes to you with, you know, problems that you don't have or eating problems that you don't have or you know an opinion about exercise that you don't have you have to then put yourself in their shoes and think it's easy to judge yeah it's it's easy to judge yeah yeah. put somebody down that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is like whenever some coach shows up and says what that trainer said is wrong and be like wait a second hold on they might not be as educated they might not but there's no point in belittling somebody else no matter right. what like i don't care who you are what it is they said or whatever don't don't belittle anybody just say okay here's my outlook whatever it is just like 
here's the way I view things and explain your yourself versus like just saying, nope, they're dumb. Yeah. This is what you need to do. Or like, yeah, we, just, we all have just a version of truth, right? We have a right. version of the truth and it might be different from person to person, but there's no like definitive fact right on any of these things yeah absolutely you know, it's interesting so you guys are um leaders right you guys have your own communities uh people look up to you um and one of the things that uh when i was uh, across for hollywood was um andy was very uh he was very firm about standards he was very uh firm about um not cheating about not not uh, 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 cheating yourself, but also range of motion and all of these things. Why didn't um, you listen to him? I don't know. Well, well I like, did it. Wow. I cheated all the time, and my range of motion is still horrible. Dude, this, but, <laughs> the guy can't count to five without <laughs> messing up. <laughs> but um, but I really admire that about him because what that does is that actually it sets the tone, um, and it's like if you're at CrossFit Hollywood, these are the standards. This is who I am, and I thought, man, that that's something that you you can. Um, you can actually respect about someone, right? And so as a leader, even like, and you probably don't hear about this because you're hearing a lot about how you transform bodies, but even something like that, I, I you know, if I would uh, cheat or if I would uh, miss reps or whatever um, on accident, I would drive home and question my character and then the next day would make me not do it, not do that, you know? So right. that was a really lot cool. of times some people need to be, um, you kind of need to bring it to the attention um, a lot yeah, of but you weren't a bully about it. You were empathetic about it. Sure. I mean, there was a couple times where I had to call somebody out. Yeah. yeah. I actually Later kicked some, I actually kicked somebody out of the gym once. Right. So I was like, dude, you're a liar. I literally <laughs> counted out loud. <laughs> it's like, you don't belong here. Like, yeah. Right, get out. Here's your money back. Um, but Ooh. yeah, it's uh, really yeah yeah. I've done that to kids with basketball coaching, and it's just like, did you really just. Can't, you can't be here. Like, we're, we're, we're here to be committed. We're, um, yeah, sometimes it's like that one toxic to... person can mess up the entire community. Yeah, especially yeah. when there's supposed to be a competitive basketball nature on this one kid. You have fun. Like, all right, hey, listen, man, just, just go sit outside. We're all going to practice. You did this. Sure. Just putting him out like that was just like, you know, Changing crying, t- tears at first. But like the parents, like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, listen, just give him his time, give him his space, let him reflect and focus and see these guys taking it seriously, what they're coming in here to do. And then he's ready to come back in. He tells me ready to come back in and get his business going. But it's like, can't imagine doing that as an adult though. Oh man. One, one drop of poison <laughs> can, can ruin a whole bucket of water. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you just gotta really decide. People usually weed themselves out anyway. Yeah. You know, it, like the community ends up flocking around what the, what the group is about. Yeah. You know, well that becomes like, you know, as a community, you start to have an identity. And if someone doesn't like, you know, fit in with that identity, eventually they you know, walk away. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. Um, so, you, you know, you're at the place now, Andy, where, you, you know, how, long, how many years have you at the gym now? Since 2008, we opened up. Since 2008. So 12, yeah. 12 years? 12 years. Right. 12 years. Yeah, officially, uh, I think we affiliated 2008 in April. So April will be 12 years. Wow. So... That's got to be one of the longest standing, like. Yeah, I think so. Time. It was funny because I just went to a and uh, one of the smallest too. It's yeah, we're super small. Oh. Almost a class on the hour every hour, like two classes. Anyway, uh, we I went to this thing up in Whistler this last year of like all the affiliates that were ten years or older. Oh yeah, I read about that. Yeah, there weren't many. What's that? There was like maybe 150. Right. Uh, and it was like their plus ones, so like 300 people. Right, but. It was really interesting because I thought I was going to know more people. <laughs> right. <laughs> like they were just like widespread from around the U.S. And uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, the, the, the place, Whistler, is beautiful. But it was just like everybody was just, uh, they're old. Some of them are still super CrossFit nerds. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let, let me ask you but, this. As someone who has a CrossFit gym and who's been doing it for uh, 12 plus years, and then you see something like Pharos up here mm-hmm. where, it's, where it's, you know, they've got everything from, you know, uh, cycling to to train to you know sprinting class to fight like you know that whole mm-hmm. um what what when you see that what what does it make you feel like i <laughs> what does that make me feel like <laughs> feelings first yeah yeah, yeah. logic yeah, that's first. how i feel i feel i feel um no i honestly i mean i know you're happy because it's because it's yeah your friends, it's, it's but, my friends yeah, yeah and on top of that it's it's something like in terms of evolution of sport and of evolution of fitness 
it is all encompassing. And, and one side of me is like super jealous that like they have this a lot of space to be able to do yeah. everything that they wanted to do. Everybody like, like it's a giant playground for people into fitness, which is so exciting. It's so yeah. fun to be around the right. energy in that place yeah. shows that, that, yeah. that people are really enthusiastic about it, which really differs from the other CrossFit gyms that are just trying to make money. Right. That's really what separates it too. Uh, for me, in my place, my demographic, I have enough room to run the way I've been running and I still love it. And so it doesn't like make me envious in terms of like, I want to do something that somebody else is doing because it's like, they're doing it well. I think that's great. It's yeah. almost like its own thing. I'm going to be my own thing and sure. do it well. Right. And so, and I think that really Yeah, and shows. I think interesting, like Barris would not have happened without CrossFit. Sure. It just wouldn't because it, it changed things. Well, a lot of your members are from CrossFit. Yeah, a lot of them came from CrossFit, but at the same time, you know, we, we have people who still love to go to a, like a hardcore CrossFit gym yeah. just as CrossFit yeah. because it's a different, it's a different there's experience. definitely a different like authenticity, a different like, they want that like rugged experience of a, of yeah. a CrossFit gym. Chalk on your so, hands. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the CrossFit gyms that have that, like that, 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 that quality that you've always had mm-hmm. and that, that history and that, you know, that, that beautiful story that everything goes with it. You know, those are the, the CrossFit gyms that are going to you know stand the test of time. Sure. I think. Yeah. Um, and also like, you know, being being open minded about things and not being like that gym sucks, this gym sucks. It's like you know everything kind of has its place and um, it exists for its own reason. Sure. You know, there are still the John Kims out there that are still trying to find like their 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 their, their fitness journey that you know they haven't discovered yet. And sure. Pete, how does it how does it feel? Because I knew you were you when you were just walking around the streets of Los Los Feliz, very pointless, and, and we were just drinking coffee and very, very down yeah. on yourself. Um, and now you're um, you know you definitely one of the biggest uh, gyms in I would say Los Angeles, yeah. right? Yeah. And growing. Yeah. Um, how does growing fat? Is it how is it how does it feel? Do, do you do you think you're changing as a person? Is it changing? I mean, a lot's ha- I mean, a lot's happened in, in three years. I mean, obviously, I've become a husband, become a Has father. Been business. around for three years. Uh, well, officially, we just had our second year birthday. Okay. But in terms of like acquiring the business and building out all that stuff, it's mm. basically been a three year you know Never, journey. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you said, a lot's happened in those three years. So I think we've all had to adapt quickly um, and learn new things about ourselves. Um, and I think you know we're all kind of really at this point now finding what our real roles are in the business because in the beginning you're all kind of doing everything and you're all trying to muck in and you know just get the job done and then you get to the point where it's like okay this is what you're good at you focus on that this is what i'm good at. i'm going to focus on this and you kind of like you know not go your own ways because you're all involved in the same business but you definitely like find your areas of kind of like expertise or wait wait how you can contribute best towards the business to allow it to grow um, and I think, you know, we're, we're, we're really getting to that point now. So, I, I mean, I feel I feel super proud and I feel um, very fortunate to have, have, have met the people that we've met. And, and you know, I'm, I'm grateful that, um, you know, we've been welcomed by the kind of LA fitness community and, and people have, you know, people like yourself have come to our gym and, and um, you know, given us like a thumbs up and, um, and we've, we've been able to like be involved in local fitness competitions and that kind of thing and really kind of like, try and you know put ourselves out there a bit um so yeah it's it's, a, it's super exciting it's it's um it's super scary still hey bud come on um it's still scary uh you know we put so much into it i think people are often hey i think people are often like um you know misguided about what success is and they think oh they've got this amazing gym and they've got all these members they must be making so much money and all this kind of stuff but you know there's two sides to it you know to, to have a, a, a business on the scale that we have it, you know, it takes a ton of investment. It takes a ton of energy, you know, and you, you get to the point where it's like, you know, this is amazing. I'm a, proud of everything, but it's taking a hell of a lot of work. And like, you know, it's not, it's not easy, not easy. Yeah. I mean, John, I mean, I mean, you guess you're in the same position. People look at you. Hey, buddy, you want to say something to the mic? Oh, he's like, wait, wait, what? you got stage fright. So, I mean, John, for you, like, you're on your third book, but you, you know how it is. It's like the perception, the perception can be of, you know, oh my god, he's so successful, this kind of stuff. But it's 
yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. Um, takes... I mean, you know, you and Jeff have said many times that what do you exactly do? You just play with your phone for a living. I have no yeah, respect for you. That's um, what I. You have I, a I still have no idea yeah. what you do. Um, yeah, they don't see the ten years I put my oh, head God. down, and uh, <laughs> you know, it took. Uh, so I think I've I think I posted five thousand blogs. Um, wow. it, it, they're only seeing, you know, and now I'm texting people and stuff. And, and so I've got some, some different type of revenue streams and they're like, oh yeah, you got lucky with this whole angry therapist gig. Um, and it, it, it's, uh, 10 years of working and writing. And then the, uh, it's the tip of the iceberg they're seeing. They're not seeing, you know, right. the stuff underneath. And I think for you, like even with Pharaohs and stuff, you didn't just come here and open the gym. You were, right. uh, d- working on movie sets. You were, you know, doing personal training. And I mean, you have a long history of fitness. I think that's yeah. a great uh, I mean that is real like nobody sees the struggle pre-success no because no one knew no one knew you pre-success yeah. right no, nobody knew right. yeah exactly right. no nobody knew knows that you know you're sleeping under the desk in the gym right in right. between hours between coaching right. every single class yeah nobody knows all you know having to you know work extra gigs so you can pay rent and it's like they don't see it. I mean, they don't see that stuff. All they see is like, okay, John Kim, he's got hundred thousand followers, and you know, he's he's got all this stuff going for him. He's doing well. He's you know, living in Glendale. I don't know if that's braggable, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. but you know, I right. mean, you, yeah. you, you okay. just see you see yeah. the post production, but they don't actually remember or know about the struggle. yeah the five years working in nonprofit, making right. thirty thousand dollars, and wearing khakis and taking kids to the grocery store like that that right. whole life, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is. I'm also 46. I'm not 27. I think it's more a character building than it is like something negative to look at, right? Yeah, it's like you look at it like you like whenever somebody's like, yeah, I grew up on everything handed on a silver platter, and all of a sudden I just show up with thousand, hundred thousand followers. I mean, I could just buy them, yeah, whatever. It's like that story sucks. Whenever you hear like, hey. I had nothing and yeah, absolutely. I, I, I found 50 cents in the thing, bought a lotto ticket, got 10 bucks and, and bought myself lunch for the next two weeks. It's like, right. what? <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of um, building something from scratch, learning, growing, building, you know, uh, getting obsessed with your craft, whatever that is. Um, I, I mean, I think that's kind of like fundamentally what, uh, what, why people come to America. Yeah. You know? Sure. I mean, like, for me, it was like, um, you know, I, I knew I wanted to come here and, and do something like this. And then when I, when I look at her, I, I walk into the gym, like, oh, we did this, like, yeah, it, it, yeah. it happened. But it's not like, um, I think we're all like this, like, you never get to the point where you're like, I did it. I'm done. Yeah. No, you <laughs> just like, want, you want more. It's different, always what's right, the next right, thing. Of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, ne- there's never a point where you're completely, you know, satisfied. That's real. That's it's, really, it really real. is. Um, especially, even, especially in LA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. because you don't compare yourself with people who have less. We, we always compare ourselves to people who are five steps ahead, right? Quote unquote ahead, and then we feel less than, and then we we're constantly trying to catch up. This place, you know, is I, I think more more than the more than the physical, and you probably feel this too, Andy. Like, more than the physical space of Faros, like I'm very very proud of the fact that we are able to encourage, support, and provide a you know a career for other coaches and for other people sure so you know to build to build a space and make some money is one thing but to actually like create jobs and you know livelihoods for other people now that's pretty that's pretty cool yeah it's um, a good, the community I, yeah and when you when you see people with smiles on their faces and you see their families and you know you'll get together in the gym and you you know you see all this 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 kind of energy it's it's that's what's special about having a you know a gym really yeah um a, a space where people but you know. is very unique in in that sense it's like it is very similar to the crossfit community Even exactly if, yeah you know people know each other they're hanging out with each other and they're like all of a sudden it's like people meet and then they in pharaohs and then they end up getting married and right. it's like you right. see all these developments of real relationships and right. all of a sudden you're like wow had this place not existed, that might not have happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's something kind of like. It's cool. And the amount of, I mean, we've had a ton of people now who like, who were members of the gym and then have been, you know, inspired within the gym to then become coaches and completely like turn their lives around. And you got a few of those. Oh, yeah. Got a few of those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's been, you know, people have literally, you know, completely t- done a 180 on their lives and, and become yeah. like, you know, different, you know, different people, mm. which is also pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that that kind of like nurturing, nourishing kind of environment, like that's what I'm really really proud of. I think you know the gym itself for both of you guys is indirectly it is a treatment center. Yeah, it is a lot of people coming to for find, us as well as that. As that. <laughs> well, because a lot of people find fitness when they are um, not taking care of themselves when they're at a low point when they're going through a breakup or whatever or when they realize they need to change something um and so you guys are already catching them at a very uh, at a time when they're in transformation and then when they come out the other side you've like changed their life in some way you know? I, I actually have to think about that a lot like whenever you've had a really long day and you're right. really tired and you got to right. coach another three classes yeah. or something like that and like these people are showing up to escape from their hardships and they're they're coming to see you to get that release of oh, right. I feel good now right. about this they came to work out and it's like you got to shut up mm. within your head about your own issues right. and actually but hey these people are here to see you not to deal with your problems yeah, yeah I mean that this you thing, know I mean, I mean? we, we have a thing for us when everyone says like what's what's the main purpose of Pharos the simple answer is to be the best part of everyone's day and you probably have the same thing as like right. the the one the one time that they come to the gym for themselves. It's our job to be the best part of their day. So they when they leave, it's like right. So if like if you have a coach that shows up and they just seem angry, you're like, oh, yeah. man, you or you this. or you could tell they hate their job right. and they're doing this just to just. To, I mean, like it doesn't out. matter yeah. how good of an athlete they yeah. are, or how or how good of a, you know how knowledgeable they are. If, yeah. if they hate what they're doing and it shows it shows instantly everybody yeah. is everybody gonna yeah. it's gonna suffer for that yeah it's, it sucks it's like you got to really think about that whenever you're in that environment you're a therapist whether you are a therapist or right not. right let's let's just wrap this up with like we're all i mean i'm just in my 40s john you're you're you know well into your 40s and andy you're, <laughs> you're just coming up to your, up to your 40s yeah you know for us now where we are where, where does where does fitness fit into us like in our 40s and 50s i mean are you guys pretty much thinking i'm just trying to like maintain and stay healthy at this point wow that's, you- that's a good question i think i was actually talking about this the other day i think that like so in when i started crossfit i was in my early 20s and like the idea of what i was un- i didn't know what i was capable of and so you really wanted to put in that effort you right. really wanted to like find out what you were capable of like lifting hard doing multiple workouts you wanted to see everything that was capable of and like all this like and so i had all a uh, really high bar yeah and then now like i kind of know what i was capable of right and like I'm not lifting as heavy as i was because i don't need to be at this right, like right peak level of all time human performance it's like i have specific goals i find that doing new things is so much more rewarding and using crossfit and that fitness as a foundation foundation yeah of yeah. overall just health um and using that as health is 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 way more rewarding to me it's like i get to you know like right now it's like rock climbing like yeah i can get better at rock. i can see a 200% increase in performance if I'm dedicated to that over the course of six months versus CrossFit. If I'm really busting my ass, I might get 10% better at yeah. the end of the year. Well, here's the thing about you, Andy, that I that I noticed. It's like you're almost like the true sense of CrossFit as, as a functional fitness sport. Like you use it to do stuff. Exactly like what it is. It's a slackline. You use it to climb. You go, you know, you go camping, you do these trips. You know, you're you're an outdoorsy type guy, so it really is in its truest form putting your fitness to good use. Right. It's not Whereas, about being in the gym; it's exactly, about getting out of the gym. Which is right. the, which was the initial intention, you know, of CrossFit. Right. And at a certain point, you know, a lot of people got caught up in the sport mm-hmm. and competing in it, and it being like a different thing. Um, but the original intent was for it to be exactly what you use it for. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, and I know, no. and I know that you don't, you, you, yeah. you agree. I think I, I think that like some people don't have that sport or the idea of like, okay, hey, well, I want to rock. Like a lot of people don't care about rock climbing. It's like you're climbing to the top of a rock. You might not even have a view at the top of the rock. There's nothing, no point of climbing a rock. However, it's like a lot of people don't have that desire to do that. However, CrossFit was fun to them. Yeah, they can do it. Yeah, and like hey, I can get better at it, and so that becomes their sport. Yeah. So and that's that's okay. And you know, it's like I was just fortunate. I use fitness uh, so I could see my penis in the shower because my belly, my belly, all of the weight comes in my belly. Um, I think there's an evolution to fitness, and I think that's what makes it uh, sustainable and cool. Like there's an evolution to self betterment, mm. and uh, I I actually miss CrossFit. I miss the days that we were 
you know, on the floor and can't breathe and puking and all that. But like you, I, you know, obviously I'm not, um, Pete's going to start talking shit. I can't, I'm not as, I'm not as as fast or I can't lift uh, as much and all of that stuff. Um, Sir Modest, I feel like you've beaten me a lot recently and you're like, way older yeah but all the body body weight stuff maybe but not like you know once you put weights into it i'm i'm just i'm kind of like off to the side but um but with pharaohs you know uh i gotta say one of the things i love about it is uh it's choose your own own adventure every day and so because i don't do stuff like rock climbing uh, i have tried that once in malibu and that was a nightmare that that was Uh, the pinnacle of our our, our friendship i feel like that was very close that was great yeah (laughs) um i loved it at pharaohs um you can pick if one day you want to just sprint and work on that. And one day you can cross CrossFit or one day you can uh, do train um, or, you know, a combination, you know, one day you could put on gloves and fight. And I think that's the the evolution of fitness is that it doesn't just have to be one thing. Right. You exactly. know, or even like yeah. you, you guys have arms race. I love yeah. that when you just walk in on a Sunday and you just basically do biceps, right. which reminds me of, you know, Dude, how this all started in ninth grade. Which, uh, which, you know, 10 years ago, I would have laughed at. And now I'm kind of like, it's cool. It's like, refreshing, actually. It's, it's refreshing. nothing wrong with yeah. biceps. No, that's all we do for an hour is biceps. Great. I love it. And just talk shit about the members. <laughs> Make a note right All right, guys. Time. Well, <laughs> We'll wrap it up there. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, please share this podcast with your friends. Please leave comments for us. You can check us out at Ferros uh, um, Echo Park and Instagram. Anywhere. What's Hollywood's Instagram? Cross in Hollywood. That's OG. Hollywood. Yeah, there you go. There's no OG in there. It's just Cross in Hollywood. You got it. Awesome. Yeah. And John, the angry therapist yes. on Instagram. Yes. Where else can people find you? That's it. In Glendale now. John's moving in next to his mom in Glendale. I promised myself I would know. never move to Glendale because I grew up in Glendale and um, right, the, right. the universe had different plans. All right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks, boys. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon. Catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>